Warning, this podcast contains serious and explicit content. From the real life stories that often involve horrific crimes committed against women, children, and men alike, to the language and comedic angle that the hosts bring to the table. This is a comedy podcast specifically focused on true crime events, and it is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This discussion, we are back in Bardstown, Kentucky for the second installment of our three-part series. Less than a year after the ambush of Officer Jason Ellis, Kathy Netherland and her teenage daughter Samantha are found slaughtered inside of their home. Police indicate that Samantha took the worst punishment, nearly being decapitated. The Netherland double homicide, along with Jason Ellis and the other cases to come, remains cold. Welcome to We Didn't Do It. Kentucky State Police have officially ruled the deaths of the Nelson County mother and daughter as homicides. Mother and daughter, but also teacher and student. Get to know the caliber of folks that they were, the kind of family they were. Kathy and Samantha Netherland made an impression. Samantha was a very uh, uh, talented young lady. Kathy taught special ed at Bardstown Elementary for the past seven years. When Kathy didn't show up for work Tuesday morning, a relative went to the home. That's when he found both women dead and called police. But investigators are not saying how they died. People grieve. They they want to ask why. They want to ask how. How could this happen? Investigators will only say the Netherlands died from trauma. Funeral arrangements for Kathy and Samantha Netherland were announced late this afternoon. Visitation will be held Sunday and Monday at Parkway Baptist Church in Bardstown. The funeral will be held. All right, so we're going to do Bardstown Part 2. We're continuing the Bardstown series. Highly requested. Where the fuck is part two? I know, I know, I know. We slacked a bit. But it's all planned out. So let me just remind myself. So part one, we went over the murder, the brutal murder of Jason Ellis. The police officer that was ambushed. When Jason Ellis died, it was May 25th, 2013. Okay. Again, Officer Jason Ellis... He was ambushed and murdered point-blank with a shotgun while he was attempting to move a fallen tree that he encountered on an exit ramp. So, in this timeline of crazy-ass fucking insanity, nonsense that's going on in Barstown, on April 22nd, 2014, so almost one year later, Kathy Netherland and her daughter, Samantha Netherland, are found brutally beaten with their throats slashed. Police indicated that Samantha, the daughter, took the worst punishment. She was nearly decapitated, and it seemed like whoever attacked them was super pissed off at Samantha, the daughter. Mm. So this is, there's still other shit, but right now we're going to get into this case, and then we're going to get halfway into another one for part two. But let's get into this one. So I have an article here. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm reading off of some other podcast page. So it's the M Herder podcast. That's how it's spelled. But, you know, a play on words with the murder podcast. 
Anyway, it says, you know, it has an article about Kathy and Samantha Netherland, so pretty in-depth. And what I've seen it is pretty factual. So on April 22nd, 2014, again, nearly one year after the murder of Jason Ellis, tragedy had struck Bartstown once again. Kathy Netherland and her 16-year-old daughter, Samantha, who I, just before even going into the story, just remember, she was the most fucked up. Mm-hmm. Somebody just took it out on her. So they were found murdered in their Bardstown home. Kathy was a special education teacher at Bardstown Elementary, and Samantha was a sophomore at Bardstown High School. You can't get more classic American than that. Mm-hmm. The principal of Bardstown Elementary School described Kathy as an energetic teacher who put a lot of energy... Okay, so... Yes, energetic, a lot of energy. I'm grading you like a college professor and this is shit right now. So she put a lot of energy into helping her kids and she was very passionate about what she did. Samantha, the daughter, volunteered, loved animals, cared about other people, and had a passion for singing. A daughter that made her mother proud. In fact, Samantha had been accepted into the Gatton Academy program through Western Kentucky University which was an early college entrance program that required good grades and lots of extracurriculars, which Samantha evidently had. Smart girl. Wow, thanks. Samantha's really a standout student. Mm -hmm. Was. A standout human being. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's find out out why she was nearly decapitated (laughs) post-mortem. Yeah. (laughs) All, All we know is it definitely wasn't for her grades at this point. Yeah. What was she wearing when she got decapitated? I don't know, dude. Was she asking for it? Weird question. (laughs) So in 2014, prior to their murders, Kathy was actually quoted in the Kentucky Standard about her daughter's acceptance to the program, stating, I'm very excited for her. This was her goal and her dream. And despite everything that has happened over the past year with the loss of her father, she did this on her own. I couldn't be prouder. So nobody's going to tell us what happened to the dad? He's just, he's gone. Just, okay. At the time... That is an interesting thought, though. Yeah, maybe he was a real piece of shit, and he's like, you know, let's just leave this guy out of it. Damn, I don't know. Had to be or something. Yeah. At the time, Samantha's older sister, Holly, was away at college, finishing up her sophomore year, and Samantha was preparing for her high school prom later that month. Wait, she was a sophomore going to prom? Is that just different for me? We, We only had, like, seniors at our prom. You know what I mean? It took you, you could go. Ooh, so she was a little sloop. <laughs> or maybe there's like eight, like, you know, dudes that can read in the town and she just <laughs> loses her age. So the dad died from cancer. Okay, thank you, Chris. Oh. Bummer. Cancer Not a bummer. piece of shit. I mean, he still could have been. <laughs> he could have been, yeah. Cancer doesn't <laughs> not go after We don't know. Shit. We don't know if he was a piece of shit. Or if he was a good dude. Yeah, maybe we just tend to assume people are yeah. pieces of shit. Yeah, we only we only know of what Chris shared, and then he died of cancer. So. What was he wearing when he got cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Hospital gown. <laughs> With the back out. <laughs> dude. Hold up, so we were at the point where I said at the time Samantha's older sister Holly was away at college fin- finishing up her sophomore year, and Samantha was preparing for high school prom later that month so regardless of what year she was and if she was fucking a senior whatever 
The weekend before their murders, Kathy and Samantha had been shopping for her dress and her jewelry. So, you know what? Maybe we should talk about this, because this was a big fucking deal, I guess. You know, going... Yeah, like going out to shop with your ma... For for a dress and jewelry as a sophomore mm-hmm. in high school, it really. Is. I don't know because because what you can do is get one that's just like a little too big and it'll grow into it, so she can wear it all three years. Fuck yeah! <laughs> all right, so so anyway, Kathy and Samantha have been shopping for her dress and jewelry. Kathy's sister described Kathy as, as a, a devoted special education teacher and said, "When you went to her house, her house was always full of stuff." That she was using for school. So it was Kathy's father who discovered their bodies after being notified that Kathy had not showed up for work that day and Samantha had not showed up for school. Highly unusual for both of them. Nothing could have prepared him for the horrifying scene that he was about to discover. Alright, so look. Wait, where did he find them? In the house. In the house. So he, he hadn't gotten cancer yet. Damn, so... No, no, this is Kathy's father, so this is Samantha's grandfather. This is Grandpa. All right, all right, all right, I'm on the same page. That dude's already dead. He he just cancered out. So it's the grandpa. All right, (laughs) so it was Kathy's... Okay, so right. So Kathy had been shot multiple times. Samantha had been bludgeoned in the head. Both had knife wounds to their neck. God damn. And And Samantha was nearly decapitated. So when Kathy's sister got the call that something that happened to him, she immediately rushed to the scene with little information given about what had happened. Hibbard speculated as to who the fuck is Hibbard? Did it they, might be her sister. Probably. I think that is her sister. They didn't say her last name, but okay. I, I have to assume okay, Kathy, yeah, yeah. Kathy's sister. Right, so, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, So her sister speculated as to what had happened on the driveway there thinking that it must have been something like carbon monoxide poisoning and never had considered that they had been murdered. Well, she obviously didn't see the bodies because if, if they were nearly... One was nearly mm. decapitated and they... Dude, it's so fucked up that you shoot somebody to death and that's not enough. And then yeah. you gotta fucking yeah, slice their throat? Yo, so that was that was making me think, do you think it's just one person that did this or do you think there's multiple people? I think there's it's so many probably two. Things going on. I don't know, because only one of them got shot, right? Yeah, it says Kathy has been shot multiple times, Samantha been so, bludgeoned, and both had knife wounds. Yeah, so, yeah. so what I'm thinking happened is it might have been one guy. He caps the mom first, gets to work. Mm. That's a weird way of saying it. But then, you know, he he, he, he kills Samantha, then goes Beats back. Beats the and, fuck out of her, dude. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, while I'm here, I might as well, you know, stab the other body. A so, times. okay, here's a scenario That's, just based on the uh, the things that we know so far. Do you think she said no to some crazy kid to go to prom and then he just came in and like he snapped? That could possible. be maybe high school boys are nuts, man. But I feel like if it was a situation like that, it would have been done well and they would have caught him. That's probably true. It just is the information we have right now. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Chris, I don't think anybody has ever brought that up. So. <laughs> Dude, pretty, I should be pretty, a goddamn detective. Like, God, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Thanks, man. I've been, I've been really working on my, uh, my <laughs> yeah, sleuth, your true, my sleuthing. True, yeah, your true wish. crime sleuthing. Yeah, I, I knew I made it when I was called a meth head sleuth by somebody. I'm like, well, if I'm doing enough work, 
Or you think I'm a meth head, man? Thanks, cause I'll take that shit. Yeah, cause I'm going on Earth work as hard as a meth head. I was gonna say, say what you will about meth heads, you can't deny the work ethic at what they're focused on at that time. Dude, they're like they're like fresh in America Mexicans. They're so hardworking. Nothing, nothing's gonna get them down. Nothing's gonna take their eyes off. Chasing that American dream. Yeah, man. That's it. All right. (laughs) Anyway, so going back to it. Kathy's sister got the call, immediately rushed to the scene, little information about what had happened. Her sister speculated that, you know, carbon monoxide. All right. She told the Kentucky Standard that, quote, it never once dawned on me that they were killed, she said, quote, unquote. Never even crossed my mind because they lived lives that were so detached from anything violent or hateful or bad or mean. I'm looking at photos. I don't know, dude. (laughs) What a weird looking the family. the haircut, it like bro. A classic church family, like yeah, 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 Yo, yeah. Look at yeah. the dad's smile. Does anybody else have big issues with the dad's smile? He looks like the BTK killer. Yeah, yeah he looks like he's hiding a secret, and like he if he had, about it. and the secret if he is had in a his must, dude. Yeah, he's the dead one from cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> You, I'll just let him. I'll just let him be, man. I don't want to spoil anything, but I just casually scrolled and uh, Brant Shekels is mentioned later in this shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, bro. Now I'm yeah. telling you this Bardstown shit, dude. It's crazy. All right, all right. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. So the let's picture. Get to yes, there. we all oh. saw the picture. We we commented on the picture. Moving hmm. forward, Samantha was the daughter of Kathy and Bob Netherland. Together. Kathy and Bob had Samantha. Oh, fucking duh, you article writer, you idiot! <laughs> fucking retard! <laughs> They're just renaming shit. This is Along such an with unnecessary their... paragraph. Jesus fucking Christ. Along with the older sister, Holly. Yeah, no shit. Why dude, is dude. older in all caps? Also, this article... This part of the article should have been the very beginning, in my opinion. Yeah. Let's get some but, background before we get into the fucking... Right bludgeoning yeah. jesus but after 25 years of marriage bob tragically lost his battle with colon cancer in july of 2013 so that picture is about at least eight years old seven mm-hmm. at least eight yeah it's <clears throat> crazy so he died a year before kathy and samantha were fucking murdered so samantha's sister holly netherland williams was just 19 years old uh when she had lost her Dad, can't was she was 20 when they were murdered, probably. Or almost right. 20. Uh, I, don't know. F- I don't know yeah. how that's even relevant. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I'll just yeah, honestly, it's, it's not really relevant at all to the... He's yeah. just Phillips' face. Yeah, I'm just... I'll, 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 yeah, re- I'll re-say the sentence and move forward. So, yeah. <laughs> Samantha's sister, Holly Netherland Williams, was just 19 years old. And she had just lost her dad to cancer. And now her mother and sister... To a tragic and senseless murder. That does fucking absolutely suck, dude. Mm, I can't imagine losing somebody to cancer and then, like, you know, a year later or something, my entire rest of the family is murdered. Yeah. Brutally. Holy fuck. Dude, that's just crazy that, you know, because obviously we're a... It's an unsolved, unresolved cold case podcast. So this is unsolved. That's fucking mm-hmm. nuts. Somebody did this shit and they're still out there, dude. Just look, just remember the brutality of it. Yeah, Shot, it then fucking slashed throat, almost decapitated. That's some fucked up anger. Holy I mean, the, sis- the sister could have done it. Yeah, but I don't think there's a wild theory. I don't know. It was in college. 
Yes, you drive really, back. I guess, yeah. But I feel like that'd be pretty easy to, like, you know... Track and... Yeah. 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 And stuff, yeah. I just like throwing out... I just like throwing out uh, yeah. wild theories with nothing to support them. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, <laughs> it says what uh, if. And like, we're saying, like, yeah, I mean, if... <laughs> Alright, so we're getting into... Wild. We're gonna get into rumors here. So, as with any unsolved murder... There are tons of rumors and speculations made about the Netherlands murder. There's apparently an Oxygen series, which I have not seen or heard, but our future collaborator, James Renner, is a common uh, feature on Oxygen. So, shouts out to, uh, I don't know, I think, I don't even know, I think it's just the disappearance of Maura Murray, which is what we're going to talk about next. Watch that with James Renner. But apparently Oxygen had the disappearance of Crystal Rogers. And reporter Stephanie Bauer spoke with an anonymous prison inmate who claimed that the Netherlands murders were the result of a gang initiation. Damn! That's a good-ass theory, bro. Mm, That is a good theory. Wow, dude. We're talking about the Cornbread Mafia and the fucking Bardstown Money Gang. What the fuck, so dude? We're all of these. Put them on the last one. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Okay. All of these cases are somewhat like connected, man. And just wait till we get to Crystal Rogers because this is, you know, they mentioned it. This was in the series about her being, mm-hmm. you know, missing. This is another just completely random unsolved murder, double murder in Barstown. Okay. But there's really no connections to everything. But here is something that is connecting it all. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I've heard of this being a gang initiation. And that makes complete fucking sense to me. Yeah. How brutal can you get? Cut that bitch's head off. You know? And they run in there and, and he tries to, but he can't do it because decapitating somebody is harder than the Arabs make it look. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are professionals. They're fucking, I don't know what kind of machete they got. Five stars on Amazon. Mm-hmm. As seen on TV. Yeah. For sure. So when he, was, it when he was asked for more details. Oh, the prison inmate. Okay, so... So when the prison inmate was asked for more details, he said, quote unquote, well, I know they were tortured. I know that they were tied to their chairs. I know that one of them had their throat slit. They was stabbed and one was shot. I know the trinkets were taken as trophies. Okay, so the inmate also claimed that a cell phone jammer was placed near the front door of the Netherland home to quote unquote kill all of the signal in the house end quote when bauer presented these claims to kathy's surviving daughter holly she couldn't verify whether the details were correct but she did think that the gang initiation scenario could have been plausible another rumor going around town is that all of the unsolved murders in barstown are somehow connected yeah i think they probably are going through this dude many people have said that samantha had babysat for crystal rogers or that kathy may have taught some of crystal's children but the family spoke out in august of 2018 disputing these rumors it was on the justice for kathy and samantha facebook page they wrote 
We would like to send our support to Sherry Ballard and her family and pray they get positive results from sharing Crystal and Tommy's stories. We'll get into Tommy's. Tommy is Crystal's father. He's also fucking dead. He was murdered, so we'll get into that. There has never been any evidence that Kathy and Samantha's deaths have been linked to the other three in Nelson County. Officer Ellis, Crystal Rogers, and Tommy Ballard. As Kathy and Samantha's family, we have no belief or knowledge that Kathy or Samantha knew any of the other parties. Kathy never taught any of their children, and Samantha never babysat for any of them. So Kathy's sister, Stacy Hibbard, says that it's hard to believe that this was a random act due to how brutal it was, she told reporters. And you know what? I believe her, dude. That's a fuck. That's br- I mean, look, unless you're really trying to prove something to a gang, you know, this is not like the fucking cartel and shit. Like, it's not like we're like decapitating people in fucking yeah, Bardstown, Kentucky. That's rage, bro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so to be as just completely brutal as they were to Samantha. So she knows some other shit that we don't know, because, like, I get that she was stabbed and then nearly decapitated, but, like, there has to be another step that was taken. Like, did he fucking take a dookie in her face or something? (laughs) Like, what was the other brutality? Because, like, I get that, like, both of their throats were slashed, and she was nearly decapitated, so she must have been talking shit or something, dude. You know, because the other one got bludgeoned too, so there was a third thing. No, so it's, it's so yeah. Samantha, so Samantha was bludgeoned. I'm saying the daughter must have been talking shit or something. Mm. I don't know it, but I also get the gang initiation because you don't know how fucking serious they take that shit. Yeah, I as of right now, I'm leaning towards the gang initiation thing. Yeah, me personally. Too. And then it's just a random, a random house, more or less, though, and it's just like go in there and fucking brutally murder these people. <coughs> yeah, or, man. I mean, who knows? Maybe like you know, because we haven't heard anything on neighbors or anything. So maybe they live in like an isolated home, one that w- that was you know set up perfectly for something like that. Just in terms of where, it's, like, set up geographically. Yeah. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor. Davo's Jerked Meat. Hands down, this is the best beef jerky on planet Earth, and you get your money's worth. With bold OG, garlic pepper, teriyaki, and now Hickory Hank, named after yours truly, you have flavor options, and trust me, they're all addicting as fuck. So go on and get the best beef jerky for the low. You can hit us up and we will be the middleman, or you can go straight to the source himself. On Twitter at Real Dave Olson. That's O L S O N for the last name. Real Dave Olson. Thank you, and now back to the show. This All is right, so, so it appears that nothing has been taken from the home. Prescriptions and electronics were left behind, so it didn't appear to be a robbery gone wrong. However, a Facebook post made by Kathy about four months prior to the murders. It may be connected. Kathy wrote, Earlier this afternoon, we heard a noise. I thought one of our two cats had knocked something over. We didn't find anything disturbed, so we thought it was nothing. Boy, were we wrong. A little while ago, Holly opens our front door to go outside and pick up the mail, and she finds both glass panes in our screen door shattered. We have taken pictures, 
and I've carefully removed the loose pieces of glass and the glass frames. All the shattered glass pieces have been swept off the front porch. Guess I'll be heading to Lowe's tomorrow to find replacements. Crazy how unexpected events happen. Then four months later, another one. Her being brutally murdered. So of course, some of Kathy's Facebook friends were concerned about the incident, believing it, you know, maybe it fucking was sinister. But Kathy didn't seem to think so. She wrote, I don't think it was foul play. There was no rock or anything like that on the porch. There wasn't any damage to the wood, door, panes either. I think it was a fluke wind that caught the door and broke the window. The wind. Another disturbing rumor is in connection with Holly, Samantha's sister. Many people have also speculated she might have been responsible, which, you know, it was brought up. Holly, who was at school two hours away, was notified over the phone about her mom and sister's murder. Those who speculated she committed the crime pointed out that she would have been the beneficiary in the inheritance, which she was. In response to these rumors, Holly donated her entire inheritance, mm. around $50,000, to the reward fund. Yeah, people need to mind their own fucking business. That's bullshit, dude. Like, she didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. Her entire family dies. Now she has to give away her $50,000 just you show up about that shit. That's bullshit. Fuck Because of people like me who just want to say shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah You exactly. wouldn't push it, Chris. Like, you're just yeah, doing, I like, should end the call you with you, like, dude. Really <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting kicked off. Holly, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking around. No, I get it, though, man. That's some bullshit. I get why she did it. I wouldn't have given away my money, though. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, you would have looked super suspicious, though. You know what I mean? $50,000. Like, that's not even that much. This, is, this should be <laughs> compensation for her. Yeah. That's like, that's like a one-year, like, salary. No, that's just like, yeah. your, your entire family died. Here's $50,000. I'll be like, fuck, man. Yeah. I'd rather not, but all right. It's going to take more than that for me to brood, to almost decapitate my sister. It would take a lot. Yeah. Unless, the, unless this chick has some, like, crazy mental illness that's not being talked about here, there's actually no fucking way that she did this. Yeah, I know. So, there was even a rumor that Kathy was having an affair before she was murdered. Clearly, being a widow, this wasn't possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, she never got divorced. So, I mean... Oh, fuck. So, the family posted on the Justice for Kathy and Samantha Facebook page about how hurtful that specific rumor was. <laughs> Kathy's sister wrote, I wasn't mad when I saw that post. I was just saddened and surprised to hear one more rumor being stated as fact. Parentheses, I commented to the poster... That it felt like getting kicked in the stomach by a bull. Getting kicked and, in the stomach by a yeah, bull could kill you. Yeah. It'll kill you. So, like, no, it doesn't feel like that. It just, that's literally just such an ignorant thing to say, knowing that the dad is yeah. dead. So, like, can't be that bad. Can't be like kick, getting kicked in the stomach by a no, bull. No, it's not. So, Kathy was single to all, like, all of her friends were like, yo, this bitch doesn't fuck nobody, dude. She's just chilling with her bowl cut. Why yeah, she, her plans? She, she really doesn't look the type to. Yeah, she wasn't fucking nobody, right? Yeah. So, if she was, then you know they wanted to know, obviously. Mm. So we're going on to the gang theory about the gang initiation. So, as stated earlier, some of the people had speculated that the Netherlands murders were part of a gang initiation. 
This is pretty shocking given the location of the murders. Yeah, Barstown, fucking Kentucky. But even in this quaint little town, it has been reported for years that there is in fact a gang at work. They're called the Bardstown Money Gang, as we already know. BMG, baby. Swear. In August of 2013. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get run up on fucking Kentucky fucking gangsters. Um, yeah, this was, was around the time when people were saying swag and shit, too. So yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they rolled around like that. <laughs> swag, swag, so swag, swag. But I think, thank your girlfriend. Just a little, little beef for y'all. So, Barstow Money Gang allegedly showed up at a field party. The leader of BMG, Brant Shekels, was actually the nephew of the current Barstow mayor, leading to tons of speculation. Partygoers from that night told officers that Brant made comments that he was responsible for the murder of Jason Ellis. He even told the arresting officers the same thing. Of course, detectives had already looked into BMG. Following Ellis' murder, and former police chief Rick McCubin told reporters that they don't believe the BMG was involved. Rick McCubin thinks, quote-unquote, I think it boils down to a bunch of punks who are wannabes who need to get a job and quit, <laughs> quit being leeches to society. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, he voted for Trump. I'm just yeah. Saying. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Not only do they talk about it, they sing about it, they rap about it. <laughs> yeah, they put it on social networks. They're trying to empower themselves by making that claim intimidating people and using the fear factor. Quote: I'm so bad, I killed a cop. He's basically redacted. Yeah, I was going to say he's dancing around. He is dancing around this very not that elegantly because yeah, I was going to say you know what down to a bunch of redacted. That's what he wanted to say. Four extra sentences on there. I was going to say you knew exactly what he meant by punks. Like yeah, yeah. easy, bro. We're going to redact, but I'm going to keep that segment because we were all thinking exactly. Yeah, I heard you loud and clear, Rick McCubbin. All right, so. But the Bardstown Money Gang isn't completely harmless. In January of 2013, uh, members of the BMG were found responsible for beating up a 62-year-old man outside of a... What's a huddle house? a huddle house. We should have an arbitrator. It's like a Denny's. Yeah. Okay. thought it was like a It should be capitalized then. That is some Kentucky shit. You're beating up old dudes outside of Denny's. <laughs> God damn, like, this guy just got a fucking Grand Slam breakfast yeah. and then just got the shit kicked out yeah. of him. <laughs> you Come here, coach, bro. That Come here, like... Gramps. Old man's like, where's the bathroom? You're like, I'll show you the fucking bathroom. I'm gonna beat the shit, the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dumb punks. <laughs> what's this going to me to? Alright, so yeah, they beat up a 62-year-old man outside of a huddle house. It is important to note that Officer Ellis had previously arrested the alleged leader of the Bartstown Money Gang, leading many to speculate that maybe the BMG was somehow involved in his murder. Yes. Um, I'm going to just say Bartstown Money Gang every time I see BMG, because I'm not going to refer them to BMG. I don't, I'm not giving them that, you know, that respect. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call them full name. So, there was also another thing in Barstown. Oh, shit, boy! (laughs) Fucking cornbread mafia. But this gang was focused more on marijuana operations. Oh, I like Violent crimes. It says, you may be familiar with the name Johnny Boone. I don't think we are. Nope. One of the most famous members of the cornbread mafia. Nope. We have no idea. Let's look him up real quick. Let's look him up. Johnny Boone. 
Hold up. Johnny Boone, leader of the Cornbread Mafia, released from... Holy shit, he's old as fuck! Yeah, man. Let me just see real quick, because I would love to play this new segment about Dude, let's Johnny get Boone. him on the podcast. Yo! <laughs> this fucking Kathy Sutherland, Samantha Sutherland shit took long as fuck. The Cornbread Mafia is released from federal prison and back home in Kentucky. Johnny Boone's defense team tells WDRB he was released from an Ohio prison this week after serving 42 months. The 76-year-old is now at a halfway house in Louisville. Boone was sentenced to nearly five years in prison in 2018 on drug charges dating back to 2008. He ran what prosecutors called the largest domestic marijuana syndicate in American history. Hell yeah. I really felt like he never should have served any time at all it was it was something that in his at his age and uh the fact it's being legalized you know surely we can get a better deal than what we got truth Boone's defense attorneys say it's unclear exactly why he was released early. They believe it could have to do with COVID-19 and a motion they filed to get Boone Yo, home. this is during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, he just what? got out, bro. He might want to talk for real. Damn, dude. We got to get Johnny Boone on this motherfucker. Yeah, this dude's a badass dude. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. So he He's was got a Wikipedia? Yeah, man. Well, what? the corporate mafia has a Wikipedia and he has his what? own section. So... He was arrested in 87 in Minnesota as the ringleader of an op, and he served about 15 years in prison. He got out. What? And then in and 2008, did it again. In 2008 did police it again. discovered 2,400 marijuana seedlings on his farm, but he escaped arrest. He was on the run for eight years before they caught him in Montreal. This motherfucker went to Canada. Yeah. Smart dude. move, bro. That's a pro move. This guy's he, he just he had to stand out. Like you see him, like, that yeah, that Santa Claus looking motherfucker. Get his ass. That's him. The Godfather of the Grass. That's crazy. So he was brought back to the U.S. in April of 2017 from Canada, and he subsequently pleaded guilty to one count of superseding information. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know. There's actually a book written about the Cornbread Mafia, and this article writer says that she'll show in the show notes which I will show in ours then. So the Cornbread Mafia is more of what you'd expect Bardstown, Kentucky to be a non-violent marijuana grow up, not mm. a violent street gang with orders of random murders as initiation. This episode is brought to you by EMS Inc. Heavily invested in the hemp industry, EMS is providing premium CBD products for a great price. And to make them even better, just for We Didn't Do It listeners, you can get 30% off every purchase of CBD with promo code EMSDIDIT. That's E-M-S-D-I-D-I-T at checkout for 30% off every purchase of CBD. Go check out their shop. The website will be provided in our show notes. Thank you. Now let's get back to the show. So the evidence... What's even more mysterious about the Netherlands murders is the fact that the police have released very little information to the public. Whether that's due to the lack of evidence or keeping what evidence they have, you know, like hush-hush and shit like that, 
We don't know. But the most important piece of evidence that they have released is a grainy still shot from a gas station about a half a mile down the road from the Netherlands home. This picture was released very quickly after the murders and gave the community some hope that maybe these murders would be solved and find justice. The picture is of a black Chevy Impala. Okay, so it was, it was the black guys. State if it's an Impala, it's niggas. <laughs> Kentucky State Police spokesperson Scotty Sharp said, quote unquote, we feel like the Impala is a very central part of the investigation. As we have said since day one, we continue to look for that black Impala. No, that's black dudes, dude. I knew a lot of black people with, with Impalas. Yeah, man. You know, it's, uh, we like what we like. Another KSP officer, Jamie Thompson, told reporters, Whoever was in the car was in that house during the time that the crime was committed. The police have never elaborated on why they picked that specific vehicle or why they are convinced that this person or persons inside the car were in the Netherlands home during the murder. That's crazy. That makes me really fucking think. So it leads this article writer to believe that they likely know more than they're releasing. Mm -hmm. That's true. So... Cops are like dead ass. Whoever was in this car, 100% fucking killed them. They were in that house. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That makes me really mm -hmm. think, dude. That makes me really think. I'm going to take another dab real quick. If I cough, my bad. I understand. thousand percent. You know, no matter what people say on the internet, you know, we are compassionate people, man. <coughs> we care about things and each other. We've, yeah, no, we care about each other. We have many, we we have many feelings. We have <coughs> many feelings. Dude, I'll fucking rag on, like, I hope it never happens. If I die or if any of you guys die and I have to, like, make a post about it, I'm going to make fun of you first. Before roast, I say roast me a death first. Yeah, <laughs> before, before I say that I fucking miss you and shit, you know? Yeah, so that's what we do now. We don't even know these people. We just do. Why not just laugh one more time? It's not changing the result. Yeah. No, and we would like the people who did this to be found. We fucking, of course, would like the people. To, you think I want people that fucking nearly decapitated somebody just out on the streets? People, no. these people please, aren't. Please catch these people. They're, they're not suited for society. We live in a society. We do live in a society. God damn it! You can't just be decapitating people like that's just if everybody. No, what is this? France is fucking decapitating people. This is a land of freedom. Find something else. We'll let you do almost anything else. Just don't cut people's heads off. Do you want a different wild theory from me? Yeah. yeah I no, think. I think. You know, I think you could put this on any cold case, and it just it works. <laughs> I think these people may have been in the witness protection program, you know, and they they just got caught what? up. To that would explain the mom's what? hair. <laughs> it would, it would just explain what? the weirdness of that photo. They're like, we got to take a photo. You're a new family now. <laughs> the dad so the mom was, mom was never <laughs> fucking the dude with cancer and the dude with cancer died sad and alone. The dude never had cancer. What? And, like, and then... Like, that's why they had to go. In the, <laughs> that's why they had to go in the highway. Oh, I considered it, and then I said, "This motherfucker's crazy. He had cancer. He died from cancer." <laughs> but we don't know that, bro. That could have just no, all I think been we a know facade. It. I see the paperwork, Greg. I, I, I promise you, we could find the picture. paperwork. I don't know why you guys are fucking doubting this. We could probably find the death certificate. I, I think he died everything. of a broken heart, personally. Uh, so the problem with the evidence is that the Impala could be a newer model, anywhere from 2000. To 2013, and they were not able to capture the car's license plate. So, because it's that old or that new, 
that you you can't get his license plate for some reason. Okay, so the still shot isn't even clear enough to decipher who is driving the vehicle or how many people are in the vehicle. Although it doesn't show anybody in the back seat. So one or two people. Yeah. Uh-huh. This casts a wide net because the Chevy Impala is one of the highest selling cars in the area. Detectives believe that the <laughs> crimes began at around sunset on April 21st, uh, with the murders taking place at around 8 p.m. So, two to three hours, probably tops. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be even like one hour before. It's probably like two hours. I would say that's like a good average right there. If they started right before, or right around sunset, and then, you know, it was, it was eventually super dark at like 8 p.m., basically. Yeah, it's like 7, 6.30 start time. That's kind of fucking crazy. What day was this again? Do we know? Um... April 21st. It's just fucking nuts. Cause it's like a, a work weekday. Could stand out more than like like a Saturday. Or a Friday. Even a Sunday. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. Mm. Monday night. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's weird. So according to the brutality of the murders, it appears that this is a personal attack. With Samantha being the primary target. Suffering serious wounds to her neck. And being beaten severely. It has been reported that Samantha and Kathy were found in separate rooms, indicating that there may have been more than one attacker. So there goes our two-person theory. They also believe that the murders took place in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes or so, meaning that it was premeditated and calculated. All of this information came very early in the investigation, it seems like after the first month or so following the murders, the case went cold. In the years since their murders, no new information has been released. The Netherland family isn't as vocal as the Ballard family, which we'll get into with Crystal and uh, Tommy. So yeah, they're not as vocal as the Ballard family when it comes to being in the media and has chosen to keep the public informed through the Justice for Kathy and Samantha Facebook page. But there just really isn't shit to share since, like I said, it was unsolved, so we don't know. Let's now get into Crystal Rogers. We're going to just go to the Wikipedia. I know a lot about this case, but we're just going to go off the wiki. So, the disappearance of Crystal Maria Rogers. And we're on Wikipedia, so... Crystal Maria Rogers is an American woman in Bardstown, Kentucky, who went missing on July 3rd, 2015. At the time of her disappearance, a 35-year-old mother of five was living with her boyfriend, Brooks Hauk. Their two-year-old son and other children... Hauk was the last person to see her, stating, quote, She was on her phone playing games when they were in bed. She was gone the next morning when he woke up, and her car was not in the driveway. Her family began to worry after multiple attempts to contact her. Two days later, on July 5th, Crystal's 2007 Chevrolet was parked with a flat tire by mile marker 14 of the Bluegrass Parkway. The keys were still in the ignition, and her purse and cell phone were also found inside. She was officially reported as missing by her mother, Sherry Ballard, that same day. So before we get into the suspects, let me try to find the Brooks Hauk police interview to play. Alright, so so Brooks Hauk is the boyfriend of Crystal Rogers, right? Yeah. And he's also the brother of a Barstown police officer. Yeah. Who calls him to advise him to stop talking about the Crystal Rogers thing. So we're going to pick it up at, at least with this video right here. 
I don't anticipate it going for nine minutes, but that's how long it is. But we'll, we'll see where I, I cut it off at. But this is Brooks Hauk receiving a phone call from his Bardstown police officer brother. He's on the phone with his brother right mm-hmm. now. I've been up here a good little while. I, I'm filling out this uh, this statement here and everything. Do, is it, do, are you telling me that's are you telling me that's what I need to do? I know I, I know I don't I know I, I'm not I know that the way that I look at it is I, I'm innocent I ain't done nothing wrong what you know. I know you told me innocent people have got jammed up, but if you're telling me to leave, I'll get up and leave. If you want me, to, if you want me to, I know I'm going through a lot, but I'm trying to get this guy to help me. I don't think she, I don't think she's ran off with some other guy. I don't, I don't believe that. You can't make me think that. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, so, so do I. I'll do exactly what you're telling me to do right now. You want me to get up and leave? Man, I don't think these guys, I don't think, I don't think these people have got a vindictive just to, to skin me for no reason. Man, this is not their family. This is not. Alright, thank you. He thinks y'all are a little fuck is what he thinks. I don't know who he is. Nick, my brother. No, I, I know that, but I, I'm not. He just said just to, just to keep sitting up here to give a, give a statement, do an interview, whatever I got to do, do it. But he said, no, just to keep just letting them just beat you to death over this right here. Just ask what you got to ask. All right, so anyway, that's basically where I wanted to end off with that video. Him talking to his brother the whole time. That seemed also like a very either scripted or fake phone call, like where he was saying random things to his brother and his brother was on the other end like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? (laughs) He was saying very calculated responses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It was weird. Definitely a strange call. And like weird that even if his brother did want to call, like how did he just happen to know that he was there at that time to tell him like, yo, you got to stop talking to this guy. Right. So that's where we're going to end it for part two. I wanted to thank you guys for hopping on here. Part three coming very soon. Thank you for tuning in. This episode was also made possible by the Kratom Distro. For two free samples of their energized and relief blends of Kratom, put I didn't do it in the notes section at checkout. Please visit their website provided in our show notes. That's all I have for you today. So as always, be yourself. Have fun and stay alive, motherfuckers.